This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. During the tabling of the budget 2023 earlier this year, the government announced that 102 million ringgit will be set aside for the Digital Content Fund to boost the marketing of local art products and to encourage the production of more creative and fresh works. Now, a total of 10 million ringgit is also allocated by the government under the Ministry of Communications and Digital to music industry players through the Dana Kandungan Digital or DKD, which is a funding opportunity of up to 300,000 ringgit for each successful application. Now, it is intended to facilitate and to encourage industry players in the production, publication and dissemination of creative music content that can be marketed both domestically and internationally. So today on the show, I'm going to find out all about this and joining me to help elaborate is Junadi Nawawi. He is the group CEO of My Creative Ventures, Sundarian Burhat or My Creative. My Creative is, of course, the government investment arm that aims to spur Malaysia's creative industry via strategic and innovative funding and investments. So, of course, the right person to speak to. Welcome, Jinadi. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you for having us. It's a real pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Jinadi, maybe we can just start off, you know, for folks who might not be very familiar with My Creative. Can you talk to us about, you know, My Creative's works and what it is that uh, you do uh, in general? Okay, let me start with a little bit of of history. Um, My Creative Ventures was set up in 2012 um, as a subsidiary of Menteri Kewangan Diperbadankan or MOF Inc., is under the supervision of the Ministry of Communications and Digital or Kementerian Komunikasi dan Digital. And we have the mandate to provide holistic developmental approach towards spurring and enhancing the development of the creative industry. And we have got products and services that covers end-to-end, right, from financing in the form of equity investments, loans, and also grants subject to annual allocations. In addition to that, we have got activations, events, and also developmental programs which are done under our uh, divisions of uh, Rio, Chandana, and also Basquiat. Okay, so that's a, that's a lot under your, uh, just alone, you know, under your jurisdiction. So that's quite a lot. And in context of today's interview, right, since we want to talk about the music industry, how does that translate for the music industry in particular? Now, for the music industry, if I can take a little step back, you know, we have got uh, various other pillars that we cover. And if you look at us by mandate, we are unique in our value offering. Mm-hmm. And we're just about the only agency that offers this kind of uh, assistance to the industry. Right? And uh, we have got uh, forming arts, other than music, films, animation, which we cover as well, uh, craft even. Um, we also have culinary arts, fashion, and these are just amongst a few that, amongst others that we, we, we cover. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, back to the topic of music. Now, we have been granted 10 million ringgit under Budget 2023 by the government. We thank the government for that to help spur the independent music in particular, right? independent musicians in particular, to um, bring them to the next level. Okay. And we have various offerings under the Danya Kandungan Digital Music Okay, and we're going to talk about that uh, in just a little bit. But, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, what the sort of challenges that, you know, our musicians are facing, you know, what would you say some of the key challenges are, uh, not just by musicians, but also artists in Malaysia today? Right. Now, we we look back in the last three years, in particular, coming out of the pandemic and the the, uh, movement control or the MCO that we all, as a nation, we went through. Mm -hmm. It was very evident that... um, the impact was the loss of opportunities mm. to perform, 
um, to transact and to engage. So the outcome of that was loss of income mm. and loss of jobs. Yeah. Easily in this sector, because it's very dependent on visual and audible audience, and therefore many, I would say most 90% of industry participants suffered. Right? So any form of assistance from the government or any other party for that matter to bring them out of this uh, pothole would yeah. help. Right? <laughs> and um, this, I would say, creative industry, not limited to music, is about, again, content creation. Mm-hmm. And that content is either physical or tangible in nature, or intellectual or intangible. When we talk about physical examples would be the live performances that you can see, concerts, which are starting to come, come back, back yeah. now. Mm-hmm. right? And um, other than that is what you see on television or uh, on the internet or even through social media channels. So those are, I would say, more digital in nature and intellectual and intangible. Mm. So the... Coverage is wide and the value chain is long. It goes all the way back to the crew behind the production, right? And not talking about the, the actors themselves, the producers, the directors, and talk about visual products or audio products such as music, again, songwriters, lyricists, all these people are part of that value chain. Yeah, it's a very diverse ecosystem, it is. actually. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my creative, of course, you guys play a role in sort of fostering these collaborations and partnerships, right? How would you say, how would you describe the role that you play in doing that for a thriving music ecosystem? Now, we support the participants through the various assistances that we provide. Mm -hmm. So that would be our value offering to the ecosystem. And over and above that, we collaborate, we partner with various other agencies. You know, our connection would be to the likes of Finas for Films, mm-hmm. um, RTM for Broadcasting, MDEC for Digital Content, just to cite three names under the ministry together with us under the same uh, umbrella, okay. I would say. Right? And um, we, I said, ours is more from the financing aspect, because um, these other agencies would offer other forms of assistances with the grants or developmental programs. Mm-hmm. And many of the participants thereafter come to us to mm-hmm. seek assistance in terms of the loan financing, which provide in the form of soft financing for yeah. production. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I mean, a critical, I mean, funding, of course, you know, you speak to any artist and I speak to many artists that is always, you know, one of the most critical parts of this. So let's talk now about the digital content fund, right? So the Dana Kandungan Digital. So can you tell me what the purpose of the Dana is? You know, how can it contribute to the growth and development of the music industry? Right. Again, it's the basic intention is to support and strengthen the country's music industry ecosystem. So it comes in under uh, four categories. One is the International Marketing and Promotion Fund or Dana Pemasaran and dan Promosi Antarabangsa. Another is the Dana Keboleh Parasaran Domestic, okay. which is for local market. Uh, the third would be the Dana Persembahan Music. And fourth is Dana Irama Perpaduan, which is more um, nationalistic or patriotic in nature in terms of the content. Sure. Right. So there's the four categories under the Danya Kandungan Digital Music. Okay. And so who is this, t- you know, who is this meant for? How does it work? You know, can you explain sort of the, the, the mechanics behind it, right? You know, yeah. Of course, the basic would be an application to be submitted by the participant, whether in the form of a, can be a producer, songwriter, perf- uh, 
performing artists themselves. Okay. And uh, it's open in that sense, as long as the content is uh, music in nature. Okay. So whether it's, again, tangible or intangible, whether it's a live performance or vid, um, intangible in the form, typically in the form of a music video. All right. Okay. And in terms of, you know, who is eligible, so anyone who is creating <coughs> content that is music, uh, musical in nature, right? That is basic, the, the very basic one. But, you know, in terms of like what is expected of the, of the grantees, right? Are there long-term goals that the applicants need to aspire to, you know, under the scheme? Anything like that? To immediately answer that question, yes, Juliet. Because what we look at is the one, is the content, mm-hmm. the quality of the content. The other would be the impact and outcome in the production of content. Because, again, we are providing uh, grant support from government funds. Okay. And therefore, however the content may look like in terms of the output, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be an impact to the industry, to the ecosystem, whether in terms of job creation or visibility or promotion of our uh, national heritage and culture okay. right, and talent for that matter. Okay. Because that is what we want to be able to spur and bring it into the eyes of the global market. And um, that is the role of my creative as the secretariat to the program. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, under the purview and in close consultation with our ministry. And we want to produce that kind of uh, product. And it's also intended to unearth talents, which I must say there is an abundance of talents amongst, particularly amongst our youth, mm-hmm. right? Not uh, not limited to the veterans that we know all the way back 30, 40 years back, you know. And there's many more who rely on various channels and mediums in order to showcase or put to the forefront their talent. Mm-hmm. And it's about developing the ecosystem in order to provide these talents with the right platform in order to project themselves even further. Okay. And again, you know, for this fund, uh, I, I'm just curious, you know, so do they have to have a, a, a production in mind, you know, to apply for this? Is that how it works exactly? Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, just wondering if anyone's listening, just so it's clear for them. And uh, and then what what is expected of them is to make sure that that production uh, is actually staged, right? I mean, that is, uh, I mean, that's criteria, of yes. course, right? Yes. That they must fulfill. Any any particular criteria that you'd like to mention? Um, like I mentioned, it depends on the category that they apply for. Okay, all right. Let's say for international, Masaran Antarabangsa, there has to be some connection to the international market in order to bring the product to the international market. At the end of the day, the focus has to be back to what we offer. Mm, mm-hmm. It's not just about taking part in some international Correct. music festival or something. Right? Yeah. So there has to be, like I said, quality content and the impact that comes back to the nation and our industry. Okay. Right. So that'll be an example. It can be in the simple form of a music video. But again, when we put it through the evaluation, there are certain elements that we look for, like uh, originality, um, or should I say, uh, national elements, Mm -hmm. patriotic elements. How they fuse it in is completely up to them. Okay, but some sense of a Malaysian identity in it, right? Correct, yeah. But that's when you start to see the creative element come out, how they feature it in Uh. that product. Okay. Whether it's, again, back to tangible or intangible product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of like assessing these sorts of things, right, I guess, you know, it, it is a, it's a huge process, right, and it involves a lot of money. So what sort of safeguards are in place to ensure that it's smooth and transparent, you know, for everybody involved? Okay, if I can just uh, describe a little bit about the process. Sure. It, again, from the application, we put it through a process of evaluation. It goes through various panels and committees, and we, Micrative Ventures, 
functions as a secretariat to those committees. And it goes through a very rigorous process mm -hmm. because there's a lot, I would say, typically, let's say, applications come in by the thousands. Not and sure. there's a lot of content products that we have to go through. Again, visual products, uh, live acts, you know, yeah. some of these, when they come for the pitch, you know, we shortlist them via the evaluation and we invite them for the pitch. And when they come for the pitch, their product is in the form of a video, music video, or even a live act, and they come in their full costume and attire. <laughs> okay. So that's an example of the enthusiasm that we see that's coming out from our depth in terms of the pool of talent that we have mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. right? And these people are very uh, excited about it. And I would say along the way, if let's say we have a choice of two equally good products, there is an unwritten tendency to favour the less known artist behind it, the sure. less known or uh, artist or producer behind it. Okay. That is the intention to, again, to unearth the talent and bring them up to a certain level. Some may have had assistances before or already have a name in the market. So if there is a choice between the two, we tend to favour the ones with uh, the lesser. Okay. Right? The intention is goes back to helping um, those type. But this is, of course, in the case of all things being equal, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's meant to be a boost, of course, right? This is what it is, right? Like yeah. you said, unearthing new talents, giving them that boost. Sometimes you just need that boost, right, to make it, to make exactly. it isn't yeah. it? And, you know, you've also, you know, you were talking about uh, the ecosystem, right? How do you hope that this fund will actually create a, the word we always want to use is sustainable, right? Sustainable ecosystem in the creative field so that more people can actually join and fuel its growth? Right. Interesting question, Juliet, because sustainability remains the challenge. Right. So, again, it's an industry that is, is easily impacted. Um, yeah, we saw it, right. Exogenous factors such as a pandemic, economic downturns, you know, because they rely on consumption mm. from the consumer, the viewer or the listener, right, whether they are paying or non-paying. Mm. There has to be some form of income throughput to these people, to these participants. And um, what we aspire, our vision at Migrative Ventures, because we are, again, we've gone 10 years and we're looking at the next 10 years. We want to be able to develop or assist in developing an ecosystem that can assist participants to be able to sustain a, a sustainable livelihood from their activity. Okay. Whilst what we see right now, it is very... Um, not to say unsustainable, but not they can't really rely on it for sustainable income compared to more developed markets. If you look at uh, close examples in the region, Korea, for example, Singapore. So performing artists, for example, are able to place reliance that they can earn a sustainable livelihood from this industry. Okay. Whereas in our country right now, the focus tends to be more local-centric and catering more for local tastes. And I suppose the way forward would be to look outwards and look at how the region or the global market that we need to serve. And the product should be catered towards that as well. And we have examples you know, that of our artists, content producers who have gone overseas who are actually in the pipeline of uh, global production houses. Mm. And this is, again, the long-term ambition that we have to produce more of this, more on a structured basis, like what our neighbouring countries have done. And um, again, of course, it's still subject to market forces. And 
as a government agency, as part of the ecosystem, this is what we have to keep an eye out for and be able to intervene when we need to, mm-hmm. right? So that nobody suffers greatly from any um, unwanted uh, shocks or economic factors. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, 10 years and now you're looking forward to the next 10 years, of course, but there have been many success stories, you know, from those who have benef- uh, benefited from this fund. Maybe you can share some, you know, for our listeners. Um, to be honest, I can't think of any because there's quite a number okay, who have right. benefited in the past because this program started from the ministry and uh, since last year it was uh, somewhat sourced out to us okay. to manage it All right. Right. and um, I fear if I mention a few I'd be leaving out the rest <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Put you in a spot yeah. there, didn't I? Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yes, there have been many. And, and you know, we've uh, featured some of them on this show as well. But I guess, you know, when we look on a broader scale, right, you know, we always find that it's always the arts that tend to get cut first, right, when it, it comes to funding or anything of that. So, you know, for you, for someone who is, you know, working in the creative uh, space as well, what is the larger impact of a thriving creative industry on Malaysia's economy and also our society? You know, how does it contribute to our national economic growth? Okay, and as it is right now... Um our creative industry contributes about 2% to our GDP compared to an average about 5, 6, even 7% for our neighbouring countries. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of room to grow and there's a lot of potential that we have yet to maximise while in the industry. Again, it goes back to the notion, as I mentioned earlier, that it's about creating an industry on economy around the talent that we have. Mm. And the economy is the creative economy. Okay. And... Uh, otherwise also known as the orange economy. Right? So some, many countries, they have grown it organically. I would say in the, in the Western Hemisphere, they have grown it organically. In our part of the world, you know, there has involved a lot of government assistances as well. But the intention is to bring it to a certain level after which the industry or the participants themselves can go on on, on their own right? okay. and make, make a living out of it, simply said. Sure. And uh, the target is to actually increase the contribution, our contribution to the GDP by about $2 billion by 2025. Because this creative economy has been given due mention mm. in the 12th Nation Plan. Mm. And at the point of the inception of the 12th Nation Plan, the contribution stands at about $29 billion. You know, and We have $2 billion ringgit worth of uh, economic activity that we need to generate to achieve that target by 2025. And it takes a lot. It's not just about one agency or a few agencies or one ministry. It, it's about the entire nation moving together Correct. and being able to appreciate and consume what we have. Consumption is the key, again, mm. you can appreciate. But if you don't consume, you know, there's okay. no um, economic uh, cycle that you can generate from it. That's the intention. Okay, and but like you said, you know, it goes back down to also funding, isn't it? Because you know, how else are we going to? How else are the artists going to put it out there? How are we going to consume it? It has to come from the funding first, and that's exactly what this fund is for, right? To give people that yes. that jump start. And you know, for you, uh, Janadi, as you know, Group CEO of My Creative, what is your vision for the future of the music industry in Malaysia, and how would you say My Creative is contributing to that vision? Right, I have my vision of the music music industry, and uh, with particular focus on the independent music industry. And okay. I'm talking about these are the non-labeled artists, and there's many of them. I would say, eighty um, percent of our performing artists in the music segment are independent. They produce their own. They they write. They produce them without any um, actually anchoring from a music label, mm. and. Today, there are many channels for which they can showcase and put it through to the market, right? Yeah. 
And that will be the focus, I think, we through our um, activation platform, Rio, we have in the past showcased many of these independent artists. Yeah. Again, I dare not mention. <laughs> I have some names in my mind, but <laughs> if I were to mention a few, I'd be leaving out the rest, you know. So sure. you can just check out our website at uh, Rio in the City, right? Rio in the City, where you will see the photos and videos that we have uploaded and onboarded to see who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, you know, Junadi, for, for joining me today. And, you know, for the Dana Kandungan Digital, any uh, important, uh, for the music industry, uh, any particular dates, you know, that we need to keep in mind? Right, as I mentioned earlier, the Dana Persembahan Music, there's the Dana Irama Perpaduan and Dana Kebolehan Pasaran Domestic. There's three out of the four categories that we have under the DKD Music. Okay. Now, these three have closed in terms of the deadline last uh, in, in May, which is just uh, last month. Um, however, we have the Dana Pemasaran dan Promosi Antarabangsa, which is still open. And uh, there were two application periods for this. One had closed in the last month and the other is still open until 14th of July. Okay. All right. So we've just got about a month and a half to yes. go. Okay. But in any case, just please check out our website at www.mycreative.com.my. To all our listeners out there, keep following us through our various channels, Rio, Cendana and Basquiat and My Creative Ventures. Wonderful. Thank you, Thank you so much, Junadi, uh, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Junadi Nawawi, the group CEO of My Creative Ventures in Diriam Berhad on My Creative. We were talking about the Dana Kandungan Digital DKD for the Music Industry 2023. Again, that deadline is uh, mid-July, so do head to mycreative.com.my. Put in your application right now. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash learn. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Live and Learn on The Bigger Picture BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.